Welcome on into the Eighth Wonder Podcast. I am your host, Josh Reese. And to those of you on Twitter, my name is Mr. Joshua. I'd like to thank you for giving this episode a download and a listen. If you have a second, feel free to give this episode also a like and subscribe. Uh, feel free to rate it five stars. Rate this episode five stars. You don't need to. You don't need to rate it at the end of the episode. Rate it now. Rate it five stars. Just go ahead and get out of the way for me. I'd appreciate that. Feel free to leave me a comment as well. Send me on over some thoughts on Twitter. I'd appreciate some feedback. I love. Uh, interacting with people about Houston Astros uh, talk. And I love hearing people's hot takes out there. I love hearing them. So feel free to feed me some hot takes. You know what? One of these podcasts, I think we're just going to have to do fan hot takes where you guys just send me hot takes. And, uh, you know, I just share them with the rest of our our community here uh, on the Eighth Wonder podcast. But I appreciate you guys for giving this a listen on however you are listening. I appreciate you all. Um, so let's go ahead and jump on into the podcast today. We'll talk about the news before we get into our main podcast topic, which pretty much is going to be the same until uh, there's actually games to dissect. Um, so until then, we're pretty much just going to be talking about spring training news and just what's going down in spring training. Um, but before then, we'll talk about the news and uh, just some overall things that I've seen uh, throughout these past couple days uh, since our last podcast. Um, one of the things I thought was unique, and uh, this may have happened in, in uh, years before, but I saw someone posted tw- uh, a picture of uh, MLB The Show, I guess this next season. Um, I wish I had the guy's Twitter handle. I should have. I should have done it, uh, saved it when I had the chance. Um, but apparently uh, Keuchel's corner is going to be there for uh, Houston Astros games when Dallas Keuchel pitches. I don't know if I, I didn't play uh, MLB The Show. I think the last MLB The Show I played was like uh, MLB two, uh, you know, 2015 or 2014 or something like that. So I don't know if, uh, you know, the past couple seasons they've had Keuchel's corner on the show. But I thought it was pretty unique, you know, just seeing that whole corner over there by um, by the crawfish boxes, um, you know, all in, you know, Keuchel's orange. And uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. So if they had it in years past, I apologize. Um, but I thought that was I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, one of the other things I saw uh, trolling around on the Internet today was uh, um, the big lead had a story about there uh, about Chris Davinsky. And the story is titled, um, let me get to it. The story is titled, The Astros Have the Best Pitcher You've Never Heard Of, But How Will They Use Him? Uh, story is a very, very good story. I would recommend anybody uh, reading it on um, on the big lead. Um, good stats in there. I won't give it away. I, th- I think people should uh, should read it. And um, it's it does make me, you know, wonder myself, uh, how are they going to use them? I know we've speculated this on the podcast before. Um, you know, the Astros are going to see and stretch out Davinsky in this in the um, in spring training and see if he can win one of those starting jobs. And um, you know, you you have to wonder is Davinsky better served to come out once every five games or is does he do better? You know, playing you know sixty seventy games this year. 
Um, that's going to be something the Astros are going to have to weigh weigh a lot uh, this upcoming um, this upcoming spring training. This upcoming spring training. That's dumb. This upcoming this upcoming season because um, they do have a lot of starters. Whether or not Davinsky ends up being one of them uh, is another question. But you know their bullpen sometimes is shaky, and you know having the good steady hand of Chris Davinsky back there could be a good saving grace for the Astros. Um, I don't know if I'm completely sold on whether or not I want Davinsky to be a starter or not yet. I know earlier on one of our podcasts, it's, I probably don't have it up anymore. Um, but I wondered myself, I spent a whole podcast talking about should Chris Davinsky be a starter or a reliever. And, uh, at that time, uh, I think I said he should be a starter, but you know, I'm starting to waffle again and much like the Astros, I'm sure they're having daily conversations about this, that, you know, if Davinsky shows well in spring training and shows that he can go out there and give you and give you five, six good innings, you know, should we have him actually be a starter or is he better served in the bullpen? I'm starting to waffle back towards the bullpen side. Uh, I'd love to know what uh, what you guys are thinking out there. If you think that Davinsky should be a better bullpen, if Davinsky should be in the bullpen, or if he should, um, or if he should be a starter, uh, feel free to feel free to tweet me your thoughts. I'd love to know what you guys are thinking out there. Uh, one of the other things I saw was um, CBS Sports had a story up there. Um, and it's basically, um, over under you're betting the over under for the season. And I could not find this on Bovada, but apparently they, they use this one, uh, sports line or something like that. And they found the over under for the Astros. And of course, um, well, I'll just tell you off the face, they picked the over and, I and myself, uh, without looking at the numbers, I kind of thought that whatever the number would be, I would probably pick over as well. Um, if you're saying the Astros are going to win 88 games, uh, over, if you say the Astros are going to win 90 games, I'd probably pick over as well. Um, but apparently per this website, the Houston Astros are only, are only uh, projected to win 84.8 games. That's fucking insane. They won 84 games last year and they got better at damn near every position. Um, so I find that crazy. Uh, when Bovada comes out with their with their actual uh, over under rankings, I believe Bovada more than I believe anybody else, any other site out there. But when Bo- Bovada comes out with theirs, uh, we'll do a whole podcast just talking about uh, the over or under for the season. But I find eighty four wins to be uh, pretty much a, a disgrace for the Astros. Uh, they must think that the AL West is going to be the bee's knees this year if they think that. The Astros, who are projected to be one of the better teams in the entire American leagues, to uh, their over or under be eighty four. Because um, if so, I think a lot of a lot of people out there are uh, picking the hard over. Um, so I thought that was uh, pretty insane. I don't want to spend too much time on that because I'm sure that's not a real um, actual like betting site or something like that. Maybe it is. Um, but if Bobata, if Bobata, if Bovada comes out and says 84 wins, um, we might have to start wondering what the hell Vegas knows that, uh, nobody else knows, but I don't want to spend any more time on that. Cause it's just frustrating. The more I think about it. Um, the other thing that's happened, uh, that happened today, uh, we're taping this on a Tuesday cause on Monday I spent the day, uh, moving, 
uh, helping my brother move. And for people who don't live in Houston, um, just know it rained in Houston all day Monday. And I helped my brother move in the rain on Monday and it sucked. I would never, I would not recommend ever helping anybody unless they're a blood relative, uh, move in the rain. Um, so that was a really horrible experience. We ended up getting everything done. Um, but it was a horrible experience. Nonetheless, I wouldn't uh, recommend it to anybody, uh, out there again, unless they're a blood relative. I did it for my brother cause he's my brother, but I don't think I would do it for anybody else. But the last piece of news I have before we get into our day's topic, which I guess could kind of fit into today's topic about spring training updates is, uh, you know, Royo is, uh, is working, uh, with the pitchers today. He was down there, you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and get into it. Uh, we'll go ahead and talk about our, our spring training, uh, update. Uh, we'll get into that in just a second. So Carlos Correa is, uh, he's back. He's getting into the groove of things. Uh, apparently he's still a couple days away. Uh, but of course the Astros aren't worried about this affecting anything. Um, Correa got his, uh, wisdom. I think it was his wisdom teeth removed a couple days back before spring training. And now he is back. I don't think he's doing much, but he is doing some work, but, um, they're trying to, uh, trying to keep him from, uh, overextending himself right now as he's still trying to get everything underneath him, all his legs back and everything. Um, but of course, uh, like I said, the Astros aren't worried about this, uh, uh, lasting very long or keeping him from, uh, anything that he should be doing right now. Uh, still, still about, uh, still a couple days away from, a, from games, I believe on our podcast next Monday or Tuesday, we should be talking about, uh, some, uh, some games that, uh, went down, but we're not there yet. Um, so like I mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, Royals Walt is working with the pitchers. AJ Hinge mentioned that he's been wanting actually Royo to come down the past couple seasons, but this year it finally worked out uh, to where he could. I think uh, he mentioned Royo himself mentioned that he wanted to come down last year, but it was kind of a little bit of short notice. I think Hinch asked him like a, like a week or two before spring training and uh, Royo already had a couple uh had had stuff he had to do, but this year it was uh, it was a match made in heaven. Um, Hinch thinks that it could help the young guys, and I wouldn't doubt it because if there was anybody that uh, if there was any pitcher, there was two. Okay, let me back up. There's two pitchers in in that era of baseball that I loved watching so much. One was Greg Maddox, and the other one was Roy Oswalt. And I just loved the way uh, those guys just kind of uh, commanded the baseball. It was amazing. Different figures on the mound. Uh, Roy Oswalt was kind of a guy that would go out there and challenge you, while Maddox was a guy who would kind of pick and prod and um, you know get you to weakly ground out to in, uh, you know to first base or third base or something like that. But uh, Roy Oswald, I just love the way he would he'd, he'd bring you that fastball and then you'd, he'd double you over with that curveball. It was it was amazing. Um, but if there's anything that that the young pitchers here with the Astros, um, if there's anything that they could pick up from Roy Oswald, it would be uh, it would help them out tremendously. And I wouldn't doubt that there is knowledge that Roy o could pass on to other people. Um, I think I saw a bunch of pictures on a Tuesday that uh, he was, I'm sure he wasn't specifically working with Francis Martez, 
but I saw a bunch of pictures with the two working with each other. Royo kind of, you know, looking over his shoulder, kind of watching him and stuff like that. I thought that was pretty good. Um, cause who knows Royo, I mean, uh, Francis Martez might uh, be someone that the Astros could, could use this year. So having some, uh, help from Royo can't hurt one damn bit. Uh, the other thing, um, was uh, Josh Reddick finally uh, spoke to the media uh, this past couple of days. Uh, he mentioned, uh, this is a quote from him, I'm very excited to see where I fit in and how much I can help this ball club out. You look at what they did last year and just missed out on the playoffs, he meant. Uh, hopefully with the pl- few pieces we've added between me, Carlos, and Brian, hopefully we can help them. Hope, Hopefully we can push them over the edge. And you're damn right, Josh Reddick. I wouldn't doubt that uh, you guys are going to not help the Astros get over the edge. I think you guys are going to be the ones that um, not only push them over the edge and make the playoffs, push them over the edge and help them get to, you know, the, you know, one of the one of the big big time games. I don't know if they're going to make it all the way to the World Series this year, but the Astros on paper right now are going to make a lot of noise in the playoffs. And um, I look forward to seeing it. Uh, one of the other things he mentioned was, uh, this is another quote from him. The lineup is going to be spectacular. It's just going to be fun to see where we all hit. Um, he also mentioned he's not going to be taking uh, Jose Altuve's spot, who's who Reddick in the past has been, you know, a normal three-hole hitter in uh um, yeah, as much as I wanted, you know, Reddick to take his, his spot, Reddick is not wanting to take Jose Altuve's spot. So, um, sadness for me, but happiness for everyone else. Uh, he also kind of mentioned he's ready to see, uh, everyone hit, hit out of place. And that was kind of the one thing that I took away from, from, uh, the media luncheon when AJ Hinch was speaking, um, cause I asked him, I don't know if we, we had that on the, on the podcast that I, that we, uh, that I, um, gave you guys was, uh, he mentioned, I, I was trying to get out of AJ Hinch was just how difficult it would be to put the lineup through, uh, one through nine. And he kind of shrugged it off his shoulders, just being like, Oh, it's going to be really fun trying to, uh, figure out where all these guys hit. And um, I would imagine it will be, but I would also imagine it's going to be pretty damn tough trying to figure out where, you know, a Josh Reddick is going to hit. Pretty tough to figure out where Carlos Beltran is going to hit. Uh, it's going to be hard to figure out where Brian McCann is going to hit. You know, just everything. There's there's a lot of bats here in Houston that the Astros just hadn't had before. In years past, it was pretty easy. You had... It was some iteration of George Springer, Jose Altuve, and Carlos Correa. But now that's a little bit tougher. You've got George Springer. You've got uh, Alex Bregman who has to fit in now. You've got Nori Aoki who's going to have to fit in there somewhere. Carlos Beltran, Brian McCann. You've got so many guys that you're going to have to figure out where these guys are actually going to have to be slotted in. And uh, I imagine it's going to be maddening at times, but I think this is going to be a, a good type of maddening. Uh, for AJ Hinch, and uh, I just wonder how much how much MLB show he's actually playing to try to figure out uh, where these lineups are gonna uh, what what a good lineup is gonna look like. Um, one of the other things I saw was uh, Lance McCullers spoke to the media today, 
And uh, he might have mentioned to the media, you know, how he's doing uh, recovery wise and stuff like that. But the only clips that I could find was, you know, him talking about how he feels that the Astros have underrated depth at the pitching spot. Mentioning that he thought he thinks that they had the best pitching staff. And he kind of mentioned that, you know, back in the day in 2015, the Astros, you know, pretty much had the best pitching staff, but that those teams are a little bit different than this team, mainly because you're coming into this year with a little bit more questions um, than you did with those teams. And while those teams were uh, the 2015 team was a surprising team, um, there's definitely more questions than there are um, than there was at that time. Um, I will admit with Lance McCullers that on the face of what he's saying, it does seem like they have a lot of they have a lot of underrated depth. But I will counter with while it is um, a lot of depth, I don't think it's underrated. I think it's more um, average depth at that. You know, they've got Joe Musgrove, they've got uh, Charlie Morton, they've got Mike Fires. But are those names that are really striking fear into the heart of the opponent? I feel like while Musgrove translates into a more of a middle of the rotation guy, like a like a two or three or four, somewhere around there, uh, the rest of those guys, Charlie Morton, Mike Fires, those are I feel like those are five starters. Those aren't, you know, guys who are gonna be a, you know, consistently great. Uh, they're going to give you some good games. They're going to give you some bad games. And I feel like when you say the words underrated depth, I feel like it's more like you got a bunch of guys out there that are going to be consistently good, but no one thinks they're going to be consistently good. And unfortunately, I don't really see that from the Astros. I think they're going to have some problems with consistency this year, uh, especially from the fourth and fifth spots in the rotation. Um, so, that was pretty much all I was able to see um, this, these past couple days since we did our last podcast on Friday. Um, so if, if you thought I missed something, feel free to let me know. We'll, we'll make sure to catch it on the next podcast. And I'll make sure to stay tuned for uh, anything else I see out there. Um, but I will finish up the podcast the way I do every single time we do this podcast. And that's with the stat of the day, which is brought to you by absolutely nobody other than the number 421. Now, before I tell you what that number is, I'd love to know if anybody out there knows what the number 421 means in relation to the Houston Astros. So I'm going to give you five seconds. Just kind of think about it and uh, feel free to blurt it out to yourself and then tweet me and let me know if you if you got the answer before I told you. So I'm going to shut my mouth and I'm going to count and then I'm going to come back with the answer. So here we are with the answer. The number 421 is the amount of home runs that Carlos Beltran has. And the question I have about the 421 is, do we think that Carlos Beltran is going to get 500 home runs? Because it's going to take about four more seasons of 20 home runs. And while Beltran hasn't shown um, that he's that he's uh, fallen off yet, it's coming. It's eventually going to happen. 
he can't be 50 years old and still playing high level baseball. Um, so it makes me wonder if that's going to be a number that he's going to be able to get to. And we all know that, you know, hall of fame out there, if you're going to make the hall of fame, it's because you got 500 home runs or you got 300 wins. Um, although Jeff Bagwell this year made it with 441 home runs. I can't remember off the top of my head, how many Jeff Bagwell had. Um, but 500 always seems to be the magic number. Um, and I kind of wonder, I don't think Carlos Beltran is going to get there, but I do see him having another 20, 20 home run season with the Astros. And I would see him depending on if, if the Astros are able to make it deep in the playoffs this year. And, and Beltran was a, was a good contributing f- gave you another 20 home runs. I it wouldn't be out of the ordinary for the Astros to give him another, you know, a couple million dollars to come back next year. Um, but I, I really only see about two more years of high level Carlos Beltran play. And unfortunately I don't see him getting 500 home runs. I could probably see him getting to about 460, 470 before tapping out on his career. And uh, you know what? If he gets to 460, 470, I say give him the damn uh, Hall of Fame. Why not? He's been a fucking great player for the majority of his career. And some of his playoff runs have been magic. I know we all hearken back to that 2004 run with the Astros, but he's had a lot of other good playoff uh, playoff years with other teams. And while it didn't work out um, that one year against the, um, against the Cardinals, he's been pretty uh, pretty good in the, uh, the playoffs. Um, so that's pretty much all I had for this episode of the eighth wonder podcast. I appreciate you guys for giving this a listen. Uh, make sure to tell a friend about our podcast, make sure to spread the word, spread the love, spread the word of the eighth wonder. I'd appreciate you. Um, guys, I'm going to bounce on out of here and I will see you on Friday.